Hello, hello, fam, and welcome to another episode of In My Shoes, a podcast about women of color and the issues that we are facing each and every day. Even if you don't hear about it in the news, it is happening to us. I am your host, Karen Davis Thompson, and this is another quick solo episode. I hope you had a chance to listen to the intro that kind of told you a little bit about me and about what we're hoping to do with this podcast in the next few weeks. So excited. We'll be bringing you our first set of in-studio guests, and that is going to be amazing. But just wanted to give you another look into me and a glimpse into why this was important to me. So today, I was watching The Real, I think it was, and they started talking about Mrs. Obama and um She was a guest with Oprah Winfrey's tour in New York. She's doing this wellness tour all over the States. And she talked about um, that she and the president had gone to marriage counseling. And I guess a lot of people were like, wow, they had to go to therapy. And the ladies started talking about why is it that in the black community, in the communities of color, it is still such a taboo thing to do to go for therapy. And it got me to thinking, you know, that's one of the reasons, as I told you, that I started not only this podcast, but my blog. I do have a daughter with a mental illness diagnosis, among other diagnoses. And just saying the words mentally ill was very difficult for me. I don't know why it was easier to say it was a mood disorder, which is what we first described it as. It was a mental health issue, a behavioral issue. But to say mentally ill I guess for me, had such a stigma attached to it that it was hard for me to actually say the words. And I think that's really sad. It's nothing to be ashamed of for me or for her. She can't help what's happening in her brain. She uh, needs help and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that it is sad when so many people suffer in silence because they're afraid of what people are going to think. I mean, look at the news when there's a tragedy that happens and somebody shoots up a mall or they get angry with their coworkers and they go and shoot up the office, we often say, oh my God, they must have had some sort of mental illness. There must be something wrong. And so it always seems like we are equating somebody who has a mental illness with violence. And I didn't want that to be my baby girl. I didn't want people to treat her differently, to look at her differently, to feel she was some sort of threat because she's struggling with this. Uh, And it's hard when you have a child who is suffering because you can't diagnose children until they are in their teens, which I understand. I mean, a lot of things can be hormonal. You know, kids just have growing pains. You don't want to saddle them with a diagnosis that maybe isn't accurate, something that they may grow out of. But for me, I knew early on um, when we started first going to therapy, her psychiatrist before she retired basically said, look, sweetie, your baby is bipolar. I can't put that in any paperwork right now. She's too young. But I'm telling you, that's what you're dealing with and you need to prepare yourself. So imagine hearing that and what do I do with that information? So it was an official diagnosis that she was given as she got older. Uh, But to live with that every day, it's just such a weight. And the blog allowed me to be able to release that, not only for her, but for me. Because as her mom, there are so many things that I have to do for her in a day, especially even now that she's an adult, that other teens, young adults, are able to navigate for themselves. But it can really throw her simple things, can like throw her for a loop. Like she texted me tonight, 
because she got her work schedule. I mean, currently we have her in a group home for children or adults because she's now legally an adult with disabilities, hoping that they can help teach her some independence. And she called me because her schedule for work said 12.30 p.m. And it said she would work from 12.30 p.m. on Saturday until 8 p.m. She thought that was the dumbest thing she'd ever heard. And so I said, honey, I know p.m. sounds like it would be nighttime, but it's really 12.30 in the afternoon. Um, and it took her a minute, but she finally was able to grasp what I was saying to her. But it was really stressing her out. Like she couldn't understand that. And when those simple things happen for a child like mine who has multiple diagnoses, um, it can really throw them for a loop. It can wreck their entire day. And so um, life for her and for me will never be that typical mother-daughter relationship. And I had to grieve that too, that I wouldn't have the relationship with her that my sister has with my niece. We would not be able to experience some of those things um, just because her her thinking, her mindset is completely and, and totally different. And so I had to let go of that and just be in the moment with my baby girl in whatever way that was going to take place. Um, and it's been a struggle and it will continue to be a struggle. But I just wish that people felt more comfortable saying, hey, I need to go to therapy. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It doesn't mean that there's, quote unquote, something wrong with you. But all of us have things that we've dealt with in life that we go through every day and you just need somebody to talk to. And sometimes you need someone who can give you the perspective as an objective uh, professional. And the other thing I really struggled with was finding an African-American therapist for my daughter. Um, there aren't very many, and I'm not a person who picks a therapist out of a insurance book. You know how you get the book and it has all of your therapists, all of your specialists, whatever. To me, mental health is one of those things where you, you know, you don't just want to okay, my insurance will pay for this person. I wanted to get recommendations. And so it took a minute for me to even find an African-American therapist for my daughter to see because there aren't a lot of us in the field. And so I just wanted to spend a few minutes encouraging people who have kids that are going through it that, you know, stay strong. You're going to be able to make it. Um, hopefully you have an outlet. Um, I've gotten really great response from the blog. I've met some amazing people that I don't even really know. A woman, one woman in particular, she and I have really been able to form a bond and a friendship. I've never met this woman, never seen her before, but she can totally relate to what I write about. And she writes it in a journal and she's not at a space where she feels comfortable sharing it. But reading what I'm writing gives her comfort in knowing that somewhere in the world, somebody else is going through what she's going through. And my daughter is a little older, so she can get a peek into what life might be like as her child reaches adulthood. And so I'm able to be a resource for her. I can answer questions. I can encourage her. She encourages me uh, when you're dealing with something like that. Making sure you're taking care of yourself is also important because a child with a disability of any sort can really take a lot of time. I've missed a lot of hours from work. I have sat up crying many a night trying to figure out what I needed to do for her. I have had to figure out how to juggle my son who had a right to my attention as well. Uh, my marriage, my husband and I 
have gone to therapy to strengthen our relationship because when you have a child who requires that level of care, it can be daunting. And as my daughter got older, some of her issues were around hygiene and her dad really didn't need to be helping her with that. So it meant I was kind of carrying that. And so it was it was taxing on me. The multiple doctor's appointments, the, you know, I'm getting ready for work and this child is like screaming her head off because I'm trying to get her to brush her teeth and I'm worried I'm going to be late to work. I got to get her to school. I got to get her brother to school. She's freaking out because all I want her to do is brush her teeth. But she also is on the spectrum and so sensory is a problem for her. And so just being able to let this person that I've met through the blog know that what you're experiencing is not an isolated event because it can be extremely isolating. And so if there's one thing I hope people who listen to this podcast episode get out of it is knowing that first, it's okay for you to ask for help, whether you need to go to therapy, whether you need to find a therapist for a family member, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's number one. Number two, you are not in this by yourself. I have been doing this with my daughter for 16 years. And so I've learned a lot. I've been able to share a lot of what I've learned. I can tell you about what you need to do as the child is turning 18. What is it going to look like when you want to leave the child things to assist in their care, but you know they're not capable of handling whatever inheritance you might want to leave. I can talk to you about how you deal with family members. You know, my, my father, bless his heart, loves his granddaughter. He loves my daughter. But a part of him is still not 100% ready to, to really embrace what we're dealing with here. So how do I deal with that? You know, um, what do you do when people make insensitive comments, even though they really don't mean to? You know, what what avenues are available for you in terms of uh, assistance for that child because another thing it's not cheap to take care of a child with a disability even with health insurance it's a lot of it's a lot of money it's a lot of co-pays a lot of deductibles you know she had occupational therapy for a while and before my insurance kicked in I had to pay a deductible so it's a lot of work. It's a lot of toll on your mind, your body, your soul. And when you get irritated, when you feel like you're going to lose your mind, just know that that is absolutely a normal reaction. And I just encourage you to try to find some people that you can talk to. That was another thing I struggled with. There were support groups, but I have been to support groups where I was literally the only black person in the room, the only black person in the room. And I remember one one that I went to because my children are also adopted. And so it was a group for adoptive parents who had children with special needs. And it was my opportunity to just share and speak my truth. And they actually called the moderator and was like, well, is she okay? And I'm concerned, you know, based on some of the things she said. And I'm thinking, for real, so you pick on the only black person in the room like you didn't have that reaction to anybody else sharing their story but it's like you know that whole angry black woman thing yeah sometimes I'm angry I, I didn't ask for this but this is what I was given this is what God charged me to do and while I am more than happy to do it because that's my daughter it doesn't always make me feel good and I should be able to say that and not have you call the facilitator of the group because you're worried worried about what I mean it would be unrealistic to think that, oh, I can just smile through it. 
I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pray and it'll all be okay. Don't get me wrong. I told y'all before I saved, sanctified, love the Lord. But sometimes a prayer just doesn't feel like it's getting through. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes reading the Bible, it's not enough. Sometimes telling myself, okay, Karen, this is really all okay. You're going to be fine. It, it doesn't work. You you need to find various ways to get the outlet that you need to make sure that you're okay. And there is absolutely no shame in that. And so I hope that if you're struggling with it and you need somebody to talk to, hey, hit me up, kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. I'm willing to try to help you find that thing that will make it easier for you. For my friend, it's journaling. She doesn't want to share it with the world, and she certainly does not have to. But writing it down helps her. Writing it down and sharing it helps me. Only because I felt like if nobody pulls the cover off this thing and says, hey, this is raw, this is what it is, when are we ever going to get past the stigma and be able, as people of color, to have a real conversation about, you know what? It's okay if I seek therapy. It's okay if I've been diagnosed with a mental illness. It's okay if somebody in my family has been diagnosed. And we all need to sit around and talk about it. I shouldn't be the only black person in a NAMI meeting. You know, that's the National Alliance on Mental Illness. I mean, I've gone to several of their trainings, literally the only black person there. So what does that say? You know what I mean? I mean, there needs to be a way for us to be okay with speaking that truth and working through that. So again, don't be afraid. You know, reach out to organizations like NAMI. If your child has a specific diagnosis, there are all sorts of professional organizations that you can join to get more information. They may be able to uh, get you in touch with people who can assist you, who can assist your child. Again, I'm happy to share information I have. I have had clients that I've worked with to help them through things like the IEP process in schools for your child, um, and I'm more than happy to do that. So hit me up if you want more information about that. Again, it's KDT at InMyShoesToday.com. If you have questions you want me to answer, topics that you want to hear myself and the amazing women that will be guests on the show talk about, please let us know. We're more than happy to explore that. Again, it's KDT at InMyShoesToday.com. Looking forward to this journey. A couple of more solo episodes before we start with our in-studio guests. Love to hear from you guys. Looking forward to the next podcast episode. Until then, be blessed. <laughs>